I thought they'd be $300 sometime by next year. That's how much I believed in them. What I didn't realize was that they'd be $300 by right now. Welcome everybody to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we are going to talk about two players that are taking the world by storm. Two players that are totally lighting up the MLB landscape. Um, completely different ends of their careers, uh, so to speak, and yet uh, two really, really good players. So how we're going to do it today is I'm going to talk about the players, talk about their stats, and then second half of the video, we're going to bring Aaron on, and he is going to discuss prices with me, and we're going to have a little bit of conversation about that. So let's jump right in. We've got two players. One is a young, young shortstop, and one is like a 33-year-old outfielder. Two different ends of their careers, and yet both playing amazing. Let's start with the outfielder. If you've been following along with baseball for the last week or so, I'm sure you've seen his name, especially the last couple days. I'm sure you've seen his name all around. Um, he's making news right now because he's batting 500. He's batting 500 through 17 games on the year, 74 plate appearances. And this, of course, is Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies are one of those teams that always kind of get dismissed because they play in the high altitude, and so players' stats always get dismissed. Uh, routinely, we get asked at Slab Stocks, why is Nolan Arenado's card prices so low compared to how good he is? Uh, is there a reason? And the reason is probably simply he plays in Colorado. People just do not trust his numbers outside of Colorado. Uh, same goes for Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story. The list goes on and on. Uh, throughout the years, Troy Tulowitzki, um, but Charlie Blackman, he's been killing it. He's been absolutely killing it, Colorado or not, hard to argue with a 500 average. So let's look at his stats here real quick, and let's see what we got going on. So Charlie Blackman on the year, hitting 500 with a 527 on base and a 721 slugging. Obviously, you want your on-base percentage to be higher than 27 points, higher than your average, but if you're hitting 500, you can't really complain. Uh, 721 slugging is amazing, and he is walking almost 7% of the time and only striking out a career low 10.8% of the time. Now, 17-game sample, If you his first year in 2011, he had a 27-game sample, and he walked, or he only struck out 7.8% of the time. So because of the small sample, it's technically his second in his career, but if this was over a full season, it would be by far the lowest of his career he struck out. Um, nice to see uh, from him here an absolute amazing year. He had a couple years there, 2018, 117 WRC+, 2019, 125 WRC+. Uh, fine numbers, but definitely a far cry from his 142 in 2017 and his 132 in 2016. So it was nice to see him bouncing back. Of course, he's bounced back all the way to a 227 WRC+. For his just basic stats on the year, He's got six doubles, three home runs, 18 runs uh, scored, 20 RBIs, five walks, and only eight strikeouts in uh, 74 plate appearances. So let's dive into the advanced stats a little bit and see if we can figure anything out. So Charlie Blackman, a 534 BABIP, batting average balls in play. That is obviously unsustainable. Uh, nobody could sustain that over the course of a season. Nobody can probably sustain that over a 60-game season. Um, so expect that to drop. His career usually runs around the 320s to 330s for BABIP. Um, he hasn't gone below 300 in his career, and he's gone as high as 371, um, discrediting the first year. 
uh, his 27-game sample size year. We're taking that out of the picture. And so he hasn't dropped below 300 ever. He hasn't dropped below 315. And he's gone as high as 371. And this year he's at 534. So expect that to drop. As that drops, you will be expecting, obviously, his batting average to drop. So he's not going to bat 500. But I did see today that he has to bat 360 or thereabout the rest of the way to be able to bat 400. Obviously, 400 is the magical Ted Williams number. Uh, Ted Williams is the last guy to bat 400. And Charlie Blackman could be the next. Of course, 60-game sample size, it will always come with an asterisk. But you still did it over a full season, so they at least have to bring him up. Every time it's brought up, they will have to bring up Charlie Blackman, even if it will always be an asterisk. So right there, um, BABIP-wise, definitely going to drop. Average, definitely going to drop. And then on the other end of the spectrum, currently he is pulling the ball a little bit less than normal, hitting it to center a little bit more, hitting it to opposite field a little bit more than his career averages. Um, That's really nice to see, spreading the ball out more. And also, he's hitting the soft contact a career low 8.2%. Last year, he was at 15.6%, which was a little bit, it was his second lowest of his career behind 15.1, and now he's at 8.2%. So if you're going to limit soft contact, and you're going to drive the ball to all fields, especially uh, medium and hard contact, 52.5% for medium and 39.3% for hard, uh, that is a good sign. And his line drive rate is 38%. So medium and hard contact on line drives... No ground, 20% ground ball, which is the lowest of his career. 41% fly ball, which is the highest of his career. So he's got the highest line drive percentage, the highest fly ball percentage, the highest medium contact of his career, and the second highest hard contact of his career while having the lowest soft percentage contact of his career. That, I know, there was a lot of stats right there, but that's just telling me that this guy is hitting the ball with authority, he's spreading it around, and I expect him to be able to have a chance at hitting 360 the rest of the way and uh, potentially being the next player to hit 400. We'll see what happens, but it is exciting nonetheless, and the stats definitely back it up. Moving on, we will talk about is If you're wondering about card prices, we will talk about them second with Aaron at the second half of this video. So, uh... Keep that in mind, keep these stats in mind, and we'll get to these card prices in a second. Moving on to number two. Number two is obviously the 22-year-old, or 21-year-old, 22-year-old, I should know that, but I do not have it in front of me. Uh, Shortstop for the San Diego Padres. If you were listening to last Wednesday's live stream with Aaron and I, I on it begged people, somebody asked me, who who is the next Mike Trout Tops update card? And I said... Fernando Tatis. Aaron thought I was being a little ballsy. He's like, you know, not going Ronald Lacuna. That's a little shocking. But I was confident in my pick, Fernando Tatis, to be the next Mike Trout Tops update. I thought they'd be $300 sometime by next year. That's how much I believed in him. What I didn't realize was that they'd be $300 by right now. And today is Wednesday the 12th. You'll be watching this on Thursday the 13th, maybe after that if you don't get around to watching it first day. But... He was, uh, Fernando Tatis was uh, $125 last Wednesday. I begged and I begged people to buy. A number of people did buy, which was really nice. And now $300. Fernando Tatis, absolutely incredible, incredible shortstop for the Padres. Um, I remember on the video we bandied about the idea of Luis Robert compared to Fernando Tatis. 
I was sticking to my guns. I was a big believer in Fernando Tatis. Now, if you want to believe in Luis Robert, he's another good pick. If you're looking for the next guy to pop off, maybe buy some Luis Robert, get him graded, and you should be doing really well since Fernando has already popped off. But I think for sure with Fernando's uh, Instagram presence and his relative youth and his position and his power and his flashiness on defense and his flashiness on the base pass, I don't see why there's no reason this card will not will stop anytime soon. We're at 300. I don't see why we won't get to 400. I don't see why we won't get to 500. I don't think we'll probably get into the 3,000 range like Mike Trout tops updates because there's way less of those than there will be Fernando Tatis top series 2 rookie PSA 10s. But it should get pretty high, and I think he will be the second highest priced card behind Mike Trout. Not Ronald Acuna, not Juan Soto, not Cody Bellinger, Fernando, T not Luis Robert, Fernando Tatis. Now let's cover Fernando Tatis's stats here. On the year, he is batting 333 with a 407 on base and a 750 slugging, which is good for a 211 WRC plus. Uh, he's walking 11.1% of the time. He is a striking out an alarming 30.9% of the time, but when you're hitting for power like he is and you're walking like he is, you can forgive a 30% strikeout rate. If he wasn't walking, if he was only walking like 5% of the time, I'd be a little bit more worried. But he is being selective. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes a 30% walk rate is alarming. Sometimes it's not. For Nato Tatis's case, it is not alarming. Uh, currently has... For basic numbers, he currently has four doubles, one triple, eight home runs. Eight home runs from a shortstop. Uh, 16 runs scored, 18 RBIs, nine walks to 25 strikeouts, and five stolen bases, zero caught stealing. So he's been doing it all. He's been amazing. If you're looking at wins above replacement on fan graphs, he is the number one ranked player in all of baseball with a 1.7 wins above replacement. Um on the young season uh, defensively he's been a positive offensively he's been a positive and it's just been it's been great to see now let's see let's dive into the numbers a little bit just like we did with Charlie Blackman and see if they back it up so right away he had a 410 BABIP he had a 410 BABIP last year in 84 games and you would have said oh that is a small sample size that's gonna drop well we only have a 60 game season so a 410 BABIP might be able to uh, stay in a 60-game season. I don't think it's going to stay through a full season, 162 games. But in a 60-game season, you definitely might be able to run a 410 BABIP the entire way. Uh, especially because in the minors, his lowest career batting average on balls in play was 342. Charlie Blackman was 315. Fernando Tatis was 342. So there is some confidence there in being able to keep a high batting average on balls in play. I wouldn't bet on it. But it's not impossible. And then if we jump into his pull numbers and his soft, medium, hard, co hard contact numbers and his line drive rates, well, you'll notice that, first off, hard contact rate, 68.1%, medium contact, 25.5%, and soft contact, a measly 6.4%. So he is not making soft contact. He is making medium and hard contact, and he's making a ton, a ton of hard contact. 68.1% is absurd, especially for a guy who has played 18 games and 81 plate appearances. That's seven more plate appearances than Charlie Blackman uh, for a reference. So he's been killing it. He's been pulling the ball 46.8% to 
to center 29.8% and to oppo 23.4%. He's spreading the ball around pretty decently. Um, a little bit pull heavy, but not too bad. Not some of those 50% type guys. Uh, so spreading the ball around, hitting the ball really hard. Uh, the one concerning thing is he's hitting the ball on the ground 42.6% of the time. I would maybe, and line drive rate is only 17%. I would like to see those flip a little bit, a little bit more line drive, a little bit less ground ball. Eventually those ground balls are going to find gloves. Much harder for a line drive to find a glove. So if we're looking at him and we're thinking, can this keep up? Uh, a little alarming on the line drive and ground ball rates, but you hit the ball really hard and you will find holes uh, most of the time, especially if you spread it around, but still concerning. So Fernando Tatis, absolutely incredible. I still expect him to keep this up. I expected it last Wednesday. I did not expect his prices to get to what they're at, but it's been an incredible ride. Um, it's been incredible to watch. I hope you all have enjoyed watching this ride. It's the first uh, baseball superstar, so to speak, to finally blow up. You know, we were watching the NBA bubble, and you watched Bo Bull be the first guy to blow up. He plays uh, a backup. Bo Bull is a backup center that plays decent minutes in a scrimmage, and his prices blow up. And then you watch Michael Porter Jr. blow up, and Calvin Johnson blow up, and Gary Trent Jr. blow up. And now, finally, we have our first baseball player to go uh, supernova, and that is Fernando Tatis. Uh, prices have gone insane. You could have gotten them this winter for 40 50 60 bucks, and now you can't get it under like 275 Now, we're going to cover more of his prices in one second. So let's bring Aaron on here, and let's talk about the prices for Charlie Blackman and Fernando Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for joining us today on Dane Corners to talk about two players uh, that we just got done talking about in the first part of the video, and that is Charlie Blackman, who I said was 33, but in fact he is 34, and Fernando, Tati Fernando Tatis Jr., who I said was maybe 21, 22, I couldn't remember, and he is in fact 21. So if you're sitting there at home and you're like, this idiot, he didn't know this guy's age or this guy's age, my bad, looked it up after the video, not before, have a terrible memory. Um, so welcome, Aaron. We're going to be talking about Charlie Blackman, Fernando Tatis. First off, I want to have a little bit of discussion, but first off, let's get prices right out there, and we will then go over the guys and talk about their prices. So let's cover, should we cover Charlie Blackman first or Fernando Tatis? I don't think there's much conversation with Fernando Tatis. He's just really good. So let's cover him first, and then we'll move on to Charlie Blackman. Well, there is some conversation in terms of the cards you're forgetting. Uh, this top series two PSA tens have went from one hundred and ten dollars as of August second, all the way up to two hundred and seventy-five. I know that they topped out around three hundred when the most demand was coming. Some auctions were selling between two seventy and three hundred, so let's call it in that range. And those things have really exploded. It's a really high population card. The PSA ten pop is over seven thousand. That that's around a sixty-eight percent gem rate. So there's definitely over ten thousand of the PSA cards out there up to T's. Seven thousand of the PSA tens. Um, just a very, it's the high supply, high demand card that people go after. But there are definitely other cards out there that are doing well. His non-autograph from 2016 Bowman Chrome, that is his first Bowman Chrome non-autograph. The set's absolutely loaded with Juan Soto, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Fernando Tatis. That card is an extremely hard gem. It's around 752 pop out of a total of 1,800 graded, Woo. which is under 50%. Um, very, very hard grade, and those went from two sixty to seven hundred dollars. Um, it hiked up, and that's that's over a week. That's from August fifth to, to today, August twelfth. 
Um, absolutely insane drive up in price, 250 to 700. That is for sure higher than we're seeing with the high supply card in the Series 2. And then looking at another more rare card would be the 2016 first Bowman Chrome Auto. The 9.510 uh, gem mint of that card has gone from $900 on August 5th all the way up to an auction that sold for $1,800 and then a buy now that sold for $2,200 yesterday on the autograph. So call it right at $2,000. That's double the money from what it was a week ago. A huge pop there on the Tatis autos, huge pop on all Tatis cards. You can go look at other cards, not just the ones I just talked about here, the Series 2 and the Bowman Chrome autos or non-autos, but any you know Tatis PSA 10, PSA 9 rookie card. Tops from, Chrome, Tops Hair. Yeah, they, you can really find a lot of value in those if you have them. Um, if you're going to buy them, you're definitely going to be paying more than they were a week ago, obviously. Uh, Nate broke it down for you with his stats and his performance. His cards have just as much demand. Um, it's going really crazy, but I think as we're seeing here, this really is the first baseball boomer, I want to say, of the season of the big mega stars. You know, you, we have the other guys we talked about last week. We have Aaron Judge, but we're talking, you know, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, Gleyber Torres, a couple of those other really young guys. Tatis really is the first one to go out crazy, and I think that it can get crazier. If we're seeing what's happening in basketball, even soccer too, with the mega young stars, Tatis seems to be the one that the market's taking on. And, you know, we're seeing all these huge increases for Luca. Could definitely see an even higher increase for Tatis with performance if it comes. Something we just mentioned in the video uh, two seconds ago was that Fernando Tatis not only is young, plays shortstop, has all the flair on the field, but also you go follow his Instagram, he's got a lot of flair off the field, and that's just got to be, uh, you know, one of the driving factors in his market. Um, so I don't see why Fernando Tatis, you know, talked about it in the video and talking about it here, I don't see why Fernando Tatis can't just keep going up. I've seen I've seen an article from ESPN on the main page of the sport or ESPN app that was is Fernando Tatis making baseball fun again. And any time that they try to relate a player with making baseball awesome is really where it comes together and grabs a huge market demand for sure. Yep. So yeah, so Fernando Tatis Obviously, this is why I didn't think there was much discussion, is because there's not much discussion on card prices. They are what they are. They're probably still a good deal. If you buy in at 300, I'm sure you can probably sell in a year at 500 or 600. Uh, would not shock me in the least. That's how good a player Fernando Tatis is. That's how much he captures the people's imagination, both on the field and off the field. Um, and if you can't get in, if you can't get in with his Series 2, or his Bowman Chrome, or his Bowman Chrome Auto, or his Topps Chrome Autos, you know, you can go secondary level and do Topps Heritage, or you could do Stadium Club. Um, any of those numbers of cards will be cheaper get-ins. Just really quick before moving on, just to prove a point, Bowman Chrome rookies from the 2019 Bowman set, this is, I'm not talking his first Bowman Chrome in 2016, I'm talking the actual rookie card that used to, no one cared about, you know, Bowman Chrome rookies, not really a great card. It's definitely a third, fourth tier rookie card out there. But the PSA 9s of that card, so you're not even talking Gem Mint. We're talking a cheap PSA 9 of the Bowman Chrome. have one from 15, you know, upwards of 50 now. So there is room to make money in any of these young players' markets and their cards. It's it's not sheltered now to it has to be the flagship. It has to be the Topps Chrome or the Bowman Chrome Auto. It's spanning farther now with the more demand in the marketplace. So really good news. For those of you that are looking to get in cheap on some cards, you don't have to break the bank and go for Series 2 or for Topps Chrome, like Nate said. Now, question. Do you think, Aaron, that this Bowman Chrome trend will st 
day. So uh, specifically, I'm thinking of Wander Franco. I'm thinking of Marco Luisiano uh, here. Both shortstops. Uh, one plays in a bigger market than the other because Luciano plays in the Giants in San Francisco and wanders a Ray uh, in Tampa Bay. But you're looking at $1,000 for a PSA 10, um, whereas Wander Franco is about 150 right now for PSA 10, and I'm sure Marco Luciano is like 70 maybe 80 maybe a little less than that um, for a PSA 10 base. Do you think that trend keeps going where when their top rookies come out, if you have a Bowman Chrome, it'll be more expensive than the Topps rookie. Yeah, a couple of things to pick apart here. First, Tatis, Bowman Chrome, 2016 first Bowman, PSA 10's around 700. I know Nate's at 1,000. They did get up there, now they're down to 700. But they, we're not talking about the rookies. We're not talking about the 2019 rookie for Tatis. Looking at the first Bowman Chrome, in the past, when those players get rookie cards, people just start to forget about the first Bowman Chromes. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr., got rookie cards in 2019. His 2016 Bowman Chrome PSA 10 was rarely talked about, even though it was one of the hottest cards when he was in the minors and he had no rookie cards. Same goes for Luis Robert, but now that started to switch. Robert's PSA 10 went up like crazy when he started to get the hype this year. Same with Tatis like we just talked about. Tatis's card's a way tougher grade than the 2019 Bowman Chrome cards with Luciano and Franco and uh, Julio Rodriguez, but I still think that it can happen, especially with if they come up before they have, you know, a rookie card. So if they come up and they're supposed to be an update, they're gonna those cards can definitely catch on fire in the short term. We saw it with Joe Adele also when he got called up. Those went from 75 to 150. I think there's definitely money to be made on those non-autos in the first Bowman Chrome. Now I'm not saying that those are the cards to have because it really is the tops, you know, the flagship rookies, the tops chrome rookies, but those come out later. So there has to be something of those players you can get before their rookie cards come out, and it is the first Bowman Chromes. Wouldn't surprise me if Wander Franco and Marco Luciano were huge cards, you know, towards their call-up, or a huge minor league season, you know, with next season we're talking about here. It definitely can happen, and I'm not, I'm calling, there's nothing off-limits in the sports car market. Now, anything that people want of a player, any specific card, can definitely gain in value. There is no old rules that are still active today. It all has to do with what are the people in the market right now, what do they want, and if there is a huge game for Luciano, they're not going to be able to go buy a top flagship rookie. They're just going to buy that PSA 10 Bowman Chrome non-auto, which is all they can get, and it's definitely going to go up in value, or for any given player like that. Not just saying Luciano. Okay. Well, let's move on to uh, our second guy, and that is Charlie Blackman, outfielder for the uh, Colorado Rockies, 34 years old, not 33. Bring that up one more time just to correct myself. Uh, Aaron, one, let's get a rundown on the price real quick, and then there's a little bit of a conversation here to be had on whether you should be spending money on a guy like Charlie Black. Yeah, I can give the prices really quick, and let's hear what Nate has to say because it won't take long. Two days ago, $5 for a 2011 Topps Update rookie card. That's the same set that Mike Trout's in, Jose Altuve. Now they're forty dollars. Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> yep, Paul Goldschmidt too. Thirty to forty dollars for Charlie Blackman twenty eleven tops update rookies now. Uh, two dollars or five dollars to that much in the span of two days. I was talking to Nate, he's like, Yeah, Charlie Blackman's been doing well all year and I'm like, Well, you know, these prices just eight times in the matter of two days, so either people just woke up and realized it or they all want them at the same time, whatever it is, they've exploded and Nate can take it away here with the discussion of the older player. Yeah, so obviously Charlie Blackman goes three for four last night, and now he is batting 500. That's a nice round number. Exactly 500, not 501, not 502, not 499, 500. 
So people love round numbers, and you have that there with Charlie Blackman. Um, obviously, the conversation was the pursuit of 400 this year. Can somebody hit 460 games season? And we talked about this in the first part of the video, is that he would have to hit 360 the rest of the way. That's at least what I saw on Twitter um, from the Ace of Spader. If you follow him on Twitter, he puts out a bunch of stats every day. Uh, is that true? I don't know. Um, now, the, the conversation is never going to be, can he hit 500? That is impossible. Just not going to happen. If it does, uh, I will be blown away. I will never have been more shocked in my life than if Charlie Blackman finishes this 60-game season with a 500 average. Not going to happen. <laughs> now, the conversation that should be taken is $5 card to $40 card. Is Charlie Blackman, a 34-year-old outfielder who's been good his entire year but plays in Colorado, worth $40 a rookie card? And the answer is astounding. No. <laughs> No, I would not spend that money. Go take that money and put it into somebody who is young and has upside and who doesn't play in Colorado. Uh, now, if Charlie Blackman hits 400, if he hits 360 the rest of the way and manages to get a 400 average, then there is something to be said about having those cards because that will be a little bit of history. A little bit of history right there that people will probably want to latch onto and grab. But Charlie Blackman's been the same guy we've known for years and years and years. He's good. He's really good for some years, but he's not like a superstar because of Colorado. You know, Nolan Arenado's a superstar despite Colorado. Charlie Blackman's probably a quote-unquote superstar because of Colorado. Um, but he's 34 years old. He's not hitting a ton of bombs. He just has a high average. And you're going to tell me that these cards are jumping from $5 to $40? You're going to wake up next week, and once those hits don't start, when they... When the hits start dropping or stop falling, because he's got a 541 BABIP, uh, we're going to look at these cards and they're going to be 10 bucks, 15 bucks. You know, I don't think they'll go all the way down to five, and then people will regret buying on the hype. Yep, I have nothing else to add. Literally, exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fernando Tatis, buy into the hype all you want. Kid is young, 21, tons of power, flash, the whole nine yards. Charlie Blackman, 34. Outfielder, Rockies team is surprisingly good, but that's mostly to do with their pitching. Uh, do not buy into that hype. He might hit 400, but there I think there's still better money to be spent elsewhere than on $40 on the chance, the chance that he hits 400 this year. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got on Charlie Blackman. I thought it would be more of a conversation, but here we are. It's, <laughs> it's just more of a, hey, please don't do this. It's a bad idea. So, uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Aaron, for joining Daily Corners today to cover prices and uh, trends. Uh, Aaron loves the cards. I love the baseball. It works out perfectly. Um, not that I don't love cards, but you know, <laughs> Aaron's better at it. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all for listening to Dinging Corners today and uh, joining our conversation of two players, Fernando Tatis and uh, Charlie Blackman, in the Instagram post that we will be putting up with this video. If you have idea thoughts on Fernando Tatis or Charlie Blackman, please drop them below in the comments so we can see them and we can get a conversation going there. Uh, and then I look forward to talking to you guys again next week in the next Dinging Corners. Thank you, everyone.